Salesman, salesman, why don't you sell me something? Salesman, salesman, why don't you sell me something? Everybody wants a real deal. Everybody wants a real deal. Everybody wants a real deal. 97X rumblings from the Big Bush, the world famous, highly listened to podcast. It's Damien and Dave is here, and today. We're shining the spotlight on the advertising side of radio, something that we couldn't get enough of. Literally, we couldn't get enough advertising. But that wasn't the fault of our next guest, Mr. Chris Adrian. Hey. Have you listened to our podcast? Just a little bit, not completely. I I sampled it, but I'm just kind of in that point where you wouldn't believe this stack of paper I'm trying to catch up today. So anyway, that's me crazy pieces of life typical salesperson he's he's saying hey. that it, that really what happened is he listened to about 10 seconds he started to doze off it was so boring and he just pulled the plug that's on. all phil ever did whenever some music came in he would listen for 10 seconds and then decide mm-hmm. now chris is your tie over your uh, shoulder that's the first thing uh you always look like you were Chris in action, just because the tie was always over it, the shoulder. It made an impression, see. So, so what that was all about is it, it made me look quicker than I was. So, it, it, it helped in the ad game. He was also eating Skyline every day for lunch, so he'd throw his tie over the shoulder just so he wouldn't get Skyline on it. That's really. I weird. was the only tie-wearing dude in the shop. Baylog didn't wear a tie. You were the only tie-wearing dude ever. Probably to set foot inside 97X. You know, Mr. K, Ken Glidewell, he would defend me to the new young jocks that they would always be kind of bad mouthing me. And they're like, who is that guy? And he's like, hey, lay off of him. But I had a picture of me in the 70s in my drawer that when they really, you know, were, were giving me a hard time, I, I'd pulled out and I had the Frampton Afro, like oh. the full heavy round afro and then they said okay you know you i was look, okay after i showed that i had hair you look like a dandelion in a field i remember that yeah photo. <laughs> that 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 would pretty much be it yeah i think you rivaled um former major league baseball player oscar gamble for the largest fro ever i mean that was impressive yeah well it was gravity defying I, I don't know i don't know the baseball thing but i believe you i believe you <laughs> now now from your history when did you start at 97x and when did you stop at 97x well i think it was around 86 ish i can't remember i my first job out of college i worked for a beer and wine wholesaler and i lived in oxford and the company was in cincinnati so went back and forth so i started listening to the station when it changed formats and it really caught my attention I used to listen, um, Daedalus would ca- come on every day at 3, and he was playing an uh, excess song every day at 3 o'clock. That was his big start. I'm pretty sure that's when I started, and I was there for about 13 years. So I think Bake has the, the record for the longest tenure at the station in most years. He had me beat. Now, I remember working with you closely on doing remotes and other things. What was your biggest client at uh, yeah, 97X. I, I tried to think about that a little bit in preparation. So um, for sure, Frank Evie, I think somewhere, if I find it, I'm calling it. I have a tape of some of his um, commercials 
and, and they, they were epic. But Frank did an annual contract with us, and it, it was, you heard the spots. I mean, <laughs> there was a lot of repetition. So that, that was the one that uh, enabled me to keep the job, right, because you had to have some kind of base income to work off of. And then another one, which would have been more probably popular, was Sentiments, the clothing store down on Vine across from Bogart's. They, they interacted with us a lot, you know, the station. Bake and I did a remote there, couldn't get the signal in the store the day of the remote, because, you know, depending on whatever, some days you could listen to the station and some days you couldn't in Clifton. So I'm not kidding you. I was up on the roof with the TV antenna and he was like, you know, move this way, move that way. So we ended up installing a permanent TV antenna so the store could get the station, you know, more consistently. And since that worked, we, we ended up doing it at Bogart's also, so they could always have the station on. So Clifton was wired. You went over and above the call of duty for a salesman. So what, what was your pitch? <laughs> what was your pitch when you went to these advertisers? How would you try to get them to advertise on 97X? Well, you know, when I first started, Doug wanted me to prospect Hamilton, but I had worked there in the beer and wine thing, and I knew that there there was nothing there. You know, Hamilton was not a hip alternative market. So I I just started going to Clifton and going in stores and just talking to people, and, you know, it took time and whatever, but, you know, eventually they, you know, took a chance on me, like most of the Cincinnati stations wouldn't bother with the smaller accounts, but then they started to, <laughs> once we had these advertisers, you know, Paula from Sentiments would always tell me, well, Q102 was in here today. And, you know, their rates were probably like, I don't know, 15 times higher than ours, whatever. So, but it was just the time thing, just get to know people. I remember there was a clothing store down there that was really cool. I cannot remember the name of it, but I tried to pick stores that had a product that I thought would relate to you know, what we had going musically. So that, that was my niche, you know, to try to develop places like that. So what was the rate? If I wanted to buy 30 seconds <laughs> on 97X I, back in 1986, what's it going to set me back? It's an excellent question. I might have to have my research department get back to you. I, I cannot remember, but it oh. was... Hey, Chris, don't I answer. Know it was, don't answer. It was under 100 bucks. Like, Don't answer what? anymore. I, I, got, I got a letter from Doug and Linda's attorney. You're not allowed to divulge that. <laughs> okay. Well, I believe it. Thanks, Uncle Ben. I've always wanted Pearl Jam's new CD. Sure thing. I knew everybody's records would have it. They have everything for your holiday shopping. Wow, look at this T-shirt. Yep, besides a huge selection of CDs, cassettes, and LPs, everybody's has an incredible variety of rock and roll T-shirts and posters. Open yours up, Grandpa. What is this? A keychain? No, Grandpa, it's a CD. What? A fig tree? While Grandpa tries to figure out what a CD is, let us remind you that Everybody's Records has Christmas gifts for everyone on your list. From blues to reggae, industrial to rap, Everybody's has it all. Is it a lampshade? No, I said it's a CD. Everybody's Records, 6106 Montgomery Road, Cincinnati. What is this, a coaster? It's a CD. I'm 75 years old. Don't play games with me. I want, I want to get back to your your biggest advertiser, Frank Evey. Uh, when yep. KEXP in Seattle did the expose on 97X, uh, Matt Shiv was great enough to get one of uh, Frank's commercials, and, and it was played on there. 
and it was just wonderful to hear it. Yeah. So he has one of them, uh, but he is legendary. Uh, The story that I actually he was because here. Go ahead. He was the reason he did you know anything with the station is he loved music and it was an escape for him because he was a big hard worker. But he went to every show. I mean, he he was kind of like a rock star. Like people knew who he was. Frank E V ninety seven X all that kind of stuff. But. The joke about Frank is his voice was so awful and monotone. That's what made it stand out, and that that created his persona, whatever. I don't know if he knew he was doing it, but he was awful. So, can I tell you one combined story? Yeah. Am I talking too much? Because it was so fun. Because I was involved with production of the spots early on when people, you know, came in with more whatever. I I kind of backed out of it, but I did a spot one time with um the two women from sentiments, I think it was Paula was the owner. Renee was somebody I'm kind of spacing on one of them. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So the two girls did a lot of really fun spots. People loved them. And we did a combination one with Frank. So Frank was going to start it out. Of course I wrote it and he always started with, hi, this is Frank Evie. And you know, I know you guys can know that what it sounded like, but the two girls in the room, I mean, it, it was everything they had not to bust up laughing just from him starting that way. And, um, you know, the spots kind of took on a life of their own. So It's good to have a trademark voice. Oh. Uh, also, Do you remember how bad that voice was? Oh. <laughs> just nasal monotone. Hi, this is Frank Evie. Here's this week's specials. Yep. <laughs> now we uh, sold a lot of canned goods though i'll tell you oh i knew how much bananas cost by the pound for those tags <laughs> well now, here's the thing that's what kept us on the air so doesn't matter doesn't matter hi this is frank the rock and roll grocer to help you keep rocking evie's has opened a new store stop in and check out the everyday low prices grocer. at the newest evie's in the hamilton crossing on route four So you remember some of the old school people. So at, at the beginning, there was uh, Deadless, uh, Robin Plan, right. uh, Bake yep. came along. Robin was there, yep. And, and, and then there was yep. a, a new famous weekend guy I, I just now heard about. Or oh, yeah, overnight. so let me let me look into my notes. I just met him last night. Okay, if anybody on 97X, we have that Facebook thing. We got to get, get this guy in there. His name is Russ Jones, and he was there right before I started. I think he was a late-night guy, and, and his on-air name was Nick Velvet. So um, that, that has to mean something. Oh, I agree. That's impressive. Was he also an adult yep. film star? Porn star or film star? Adult film star. Please, keep it PG-13, Chris. Come on. Clean it up. He he told me he went into the management side, owned a bunch of radio stations, sold a bunch of radio stations. He still owns one. He's retired now. In Oxford, they've been here about a year. Um, He still owns a station in Louisville, a gospel station that he said has been there since the 50s or something like that. So I've got to check it out the next time I'm in Louisville. 
you know, I, I hate to get going back to Frank Evie, but he was a legend. Do you know what he's doing now? You don't hate it. You, no. you don't hate it. No. <laughs> What's he doing now? Do you know? You know what? I don't. I keep in touch with a guy that I don't know if you ever knew. He was their accountant, and he worked in the store, Tom Peterson. He's retired and lives in Florida now, and I keep in touch with him a little bit. There's another guy, Ted Bierman, that had the music store uptown in Oxford, Center Stage, I think the name was. They're the ones that started the Thursday night music festival, Center Stage Music. So anyway, don't really know where Frank is, but haven't talked to anybody that knows either. It would, th- it would be fun to know. It would be good to know. That would be worth another podcast right there. I think Doug has his digits. I think Doug Baylog really can help us track really? it down. Okay, I well, I believe so. that. Maybe. We'll see. So, Chris, um, once you got out of radio, you're still in a sales role, right? I am. Can't, can't leave it. So, um, my sales heritage would be I started selling beer and wine, right? And that's a tangible product. And then I sold radio advertising, which is very intangible can't see it, can't hear it, and when you're in Cincinnati. Um, but then I, I work in real estate, so that is both tangible and intangible because there's a very emotional component of real estate sales. Like I just sold a house today. I'm a happy camper. All right. Do we get some of the commission? Yep. First-time buyers, so, so very emotional, very fun. You know, did you have uh, any, any? Uh, they probably cried because they were so excited. Did you ever have any advertisers, once they heard their commercials, break out weeping? <laughs> don't remember that. Do you remember that? No, I don't, I don't remember that either. <laughs> so, so, hey, hey, I want to I, I wanna bring up something. Did you guys ever work with, um, there was a woman that was at Miami and I was trying to go after this hair salon in Cincinnati called Rinaldi's. And I came up with in my mind this, um, I wanted a British accent. So I asked all my friends on campus and we found somebody and her name was Michelle Popham. Were you guys ever around for any of that? No, I started in 88. And I started 89. I guess you missed all the good stuff what i'm what i'm feeling right now fake she british accents pass she, she had a voice that that guys loved <laughs> so she she gave us the sex appeal the, the english voice uh, i do remember the uh cincinnati's alternative radio t-shirt with the girl standing at the urinal i do remember that <laughs> do you remember that that was on a C- that was on a CD cover. What wasn't it? Where you where do you think it was? I remember that. Uh, was it a T-shirt, a poster? I knew I knew that was around. That was before my time. But was it at the it was at the station? Are you saying it was in the station? Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, but it was given out. I mean, I, I've like a promo poster. Like a promo poster. Oh, huh. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little thin on that. Hey, I was just thinking. I I got something for you. Um, there's a guy in Oxford when the station, when the building was tore down, he has the letters from the outside of the building. Oh wow, the W O X Y. I can tell. I can tell that holds deep meaning for you. <laughs> yeah. No, we're gonna set it, it up. It was down the ninety-seven X logo and W O X Y. So I want to know what the heck he's gonna do with it. You know, before he dies, it's it's a big question. Yes. I think we need to have a late night trip there. 
<laughs> rummage through his garage and take that with us. Is there us. a reason why it has to be late night? <laughs> and, and there's no reason why we'll, we'll be wearing pantyhose on our head either, but just don't question it, Chris. Uh, I have a question okay. for you to see if you know this trivia. Our 10th anniversary show sure. had four bands. Uh, the, I know one the, of them. Okay, what's which one do you remember? They are Naked Ladies, wasn't it? Yep. That was the first time they played the United States as being a label, being on, I think, Reprise or Sire. Um, Royal Crescent Mob. Yep. Too Much Joy. Okay. And then the fourth band was a local band, and we're doing a contest. You can win a Delamitri CD from my collection if you can <laughs> tell me the fourth band. I can't because you know what I wasn't there that night. I had I don't know what it was, but I couldn't be there. I, that was put me in trouble with Doug and Linda. Oh, it did. Oh, you know what? You had a bike ride. You had to do. You had you're, you're, probably you're doing a was, was it in October? If it was, that's what I was doing. Yes, it was in but, October. No, it was in September. September twenty sixth, nineteen ninety two. Maybe I was getting ready for the bike ride. Mm-hmm. So the, Maybe the you one were thing about Naked Ladies, though. Part of the proceeds from the show, or all, I don't remember that part, were supposed to go for um, this counseling service in Oxford, and a good friend of mine was the director, so she had to go to her board to see if they would take our money because of the name Bare Naked Ladies, because it was, it was, a, it was an office that helped people with, you know, you know issues that... <laughs> that that were serious and, you know, maybe abused women, things like that. So they ended up taking the money, but it was something that had to be worked out. How about that? Probably once they saw a picture of the band Bare Naked Ladies, they're like, yeah, we're well, fine. If you've ever heard their stuff, you'd have no problem with it. But the, the actual title, that, that was pretty, pretty edgy. Chris, uh, we have a rule. We don't go longer than two Bella Lugosi's dead. So, um, is it over already? Yeah, I I'm can't sorry. believe it. Well, no, it's not over yet, Chris, because actually we would like you to start selling advertising for this podcast. We have a very Love loyal you. fan base <laughs> of 24 people. Yeah. We have okay. 24 subscribers. And with you listening for two minutes, uh, we have 24 and a half. And we're willing to do trade agreements, too. Like if somebody brings us trade donuts. What if we go public and just have a fundraiser to, to try to get the money? Yeah, it feels that, a that little too work. NPR. No, we want you to earn your keep. You have to sell. Come on. Oh, man. Old salesman. I mean, at a certain point, you just kind of get out of, you go for a bike ride, you're done, you can't do it anymore. <laughs> well, well, Chris, I'll, I'll let you know when this will air, and I'll give you the exact time of when it's posted, So you and I'll tell you where to go to to queue it up, so you can just listen to yourself when the podcast we'll, we'll is We'll have posted. a listening party in Oxford at Mac and Joe's. As long as Mr. Velvet's Upstairs there. Upstairs and downstairs, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hosted yeah. by Nick Velvet. 97X, WOXY, Oxford, Cincinnati. Future of Rock and Roll.